Ready Check Radio. Hello, Internet, and welcome once again to the Relic Grind, Ready Check Radio's Final Fantasy XIV Square Enix podcast. It's June 2nd. Oh my god, we're almost halfway through this year already. Mm, and this is episode 68. We're doing it live, twitch.tv slash readycheckradio, although if you're listening on Audible, iTunes, Spotify, any of those, or watching on YouTube, come on over to readycheckradio.com. In the upper right-hand corner, you'll see all the socials for Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Give them all a follow. Do your thing there if you like what we do here. It's the easiest way to support us with a subscribe, a follow, a like, a comment, all that fun stuff. Of course, we got Final Fantasy XIV news to talk about today, but but right before the show, PlayStation's state of play, Sony's state of play went up, and we did, in fact, get a little Square Enix news, a little bit. So we figure, you know, we'll throw it on the show here and talk about that when we get to it. Joining me to go over all the goodness, Mr. Chris Montoya, a.k.a. Tarkoth. What's up, sir? Greetings, programs. I'm just super excited that Forspoken's release date is pretty much firm. We don't want to worry about it really being delayed because of other miscellaneous titles. So I'm, I'm excited to get played that this, this this fall. Well, I mean, it, it may still be delayed. <laughs> well, it's not going to be delayed because of but other titles. Yeah, it's not going to be delayed for other reasons. Yeah, just fixing your camera shot here as I on the fly. There we go. Won't be delayed for reasons that we we talked about on last week's show that were rumored. We'll get to that in a little bit. Also on the line, Mr. Adam Lane, the Kronos one himself. What's up? He just jinxed it, man. Now it's going to get delayed. <laughs> oh, no, it's definitely going to get delayed. It just yeah. won't be. But uh, so here's the thing. Oh, okay, fine. So Final Fantasy 16 did drop its trailer during Sony's state of play. Let me back my camera Did drop 16's trailer. We're going to talk about that. We'll show the trailer. Obviously, it just happened, so we've we've had like enough time to maybe watch it five, six times, something like that. So you'll be getting gut reactions, plus five, some yeah. plus some additional information from the PlayStation blog. But just to capital, you know, to circle around on something we did talk about last week, the possibility that Forspoken would have yet another delay, and the rumor was that it would be to make way or to at least make room. For Final Fantasy 16. At the end of the trailer, gang, we did see 16 being released or given a release window of summer 2023. Now, a delay on Forspoken really doesn't make sense to me, right? Because right now yeah. it's sitting in that five to seven months away slot, as is right now. So any delay just gets it closer to 16, which Kronos, I, I can't for the life of me think you even remotely want to do. I mean, don't. You, I think you have a little bit of wiggle room, though, sadly. A I mean, little, sadly, like, a little. I think, yeah, you I could think put you, it at the beginning of the fiscal year yeah, for them, but Yeah, I think, like, March is, like, the latest. Like, as close as you want to get 16, I think. Well, so but, the thing is, their fiscal year, though, that, that wouldn't work, Tark, as far as getting it early in the fiscal year. Their fiscal year runs through March. 
Okay, so early April then. That's still five months between. I know. I do really like. Would they get it? Yeah. That? So let's say if that comes I, out in the beginning of April to just like kind of get a, a quick nice I, cash flow in on the first of the the beginning of the fiscal year. Summer is what end of May through end of July ish, beginning of August ish. No, and end of June till end of September. No, when's the summer solstice? End of June. June 21st. It's, it's still spring right now. Well, I know it's still spring right now, you <laughs> dip. Uh, so I don't know. I don't think you I don't think you put it in April and then have Final Fantasy 16 come out in like June, July, end of June, early July. I, I just assume when you give a window like that, it's always late in the window. Yeah, well, yeah. it is Yoshi I, P we're talking say, about too, yeah. So, <laughs> could be. I, I was thinking August, September, so okay. I was like, We'll get back to it. We'll get back Anyways, to it. We'll get back to it. I don't let's, think it's being delayed. So. Let's. I think it's going to. Uh, let's. We'll. We'll put our prediction sure to go wrong on that one when we get there. Then, um, how's the ultimate progress in fourteen going? What's What's up, Tark? Uh, let's see. This last Tuesday, we finally had our full group of eight, and it was glorious. I'm hoping to go two for two on Thursday, and maybe we'll have finished. You know, wrapped up our group roulette that we've been having a revolving door that we've been having the last couple of weeks so but we did see like 17 18 nidhogs um and we've done some practice sessions outside so I, I have a feeling we're gonna get some firm progress tonight i'm excited we shall see you'll have to let us know mm. next week chronos what about you and the squad uh we've seen enrage on eyes a few times so i mean it's probably not much longer before we're, we're back to fighting thordon for this for the run back Nice, nice. Both of you making some nice progress. All right, all right. Uh, Tark, did you make it for the housing lottery just to kind of update us on your personal gameplay? So, you know, we talked about it last week, and I was like, yep, yeah, we're going to do that. And then I did Ultimate, and then I went to bed. And next thing I know, people were talking about how they got their house, and I forgot to even put in a bid. So, no. Good stuff. <laughs> Way to... Way to capitalize on that new get a house job, system, Tark. Tark. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> well, for those of you that maybe are looking for a little MGP out there, don't forget the Make It Rain event is on. You're good to go. So if you need some MGP from the Gold Sasa, get your butt over there. Now, update to a topic we talked about last week, and since we're going to kind of set the uh, our expectations for 6.15 we'll throw this here last week we were talking about the pvp changes implemented in 611 particularly for black mage and a bunch of buffs that were given across the board we laughed about how yeah this this does seem maybe a little overpowered maybe there'll be some more tweaks down the road well less than a few hours after our show ended last week yoshi p released a statement saying yeah, we pulled the trigger a little too fast on those black mage changes. <laughs> we went a little fast there, and we probably should have held them back and changed them in 615 after some more testing. You know, we think, yes, you should be uh, strong, but you should also be more of a glass cannon. That's the whole idea of black mage. Particularly, it should that's be fair. a little harder to get to limit break because that's when you're, as a black mage, particularly in something like crystalline conflict, are at your deadliest uh, when you have the ability to pop limit break and that all of these changes were making skilled black mages in PvP Kronos just ridiculous. Like, it, they didn't even need to make it to limit break. They were just 
ridiculous. So in addition to changes we were already going to see across some classes uh, in 615 as the PvP balances continued to be tweaked over these subsequent patches, some of those black made changes are going to be scaled back slashed nerfed a little bit. I don't think there's any surprises here. Maybe for me, the only surprise was how fast Yoshi P said something. I, I think it's because of the win rates of like, like I, I, shot I, up. I like once the patch came out and everybody knew it was kind of cracked. Uh, I just saw a post everywhere of like, hey, look, I did a new account and I took it to Crystal in like two days on Black Mage. Like that. Yeah, and um, he did talk about in his post how they're they are looking specifically he, at win rates and class selection. Yeah, yeah, I didn't really like that post. I'll be honest. Why? Uh, I just I think they're looking at some wrong numbers. I don't know because it, 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 I think just looking at play rate, they seem like based on like what he said is like play rates the most important thing, and like I think you do have to look at win rate a bit. Like I don't know. Mm -hmm. I I'm just worried that like. They're gonna keep trying to buff up these other jobs while ignoring some of the problems with like jobs that are really good, and uh, because they're afraid to like make someone mad, I guess. Like if they take something away, I don't know. We'll see. I, I need to see like what they actually changed. But the way he worded some of that stuff, it just doesn't really had like it didn't really seem like it had like a PvP mindset to me. Which I mean, it's pretty par for the course in this game. Previously, like so. I mean, we'll see. I I'm hopeful that. Maybe I just misinterpreted some things, but the way I read it, I wasn't really a huge fan of how they're going about balancing jobs and PvP particularly. Tark, any of the changes, uh, or at least the proposed kind of, here's the idea of what we're going to do, if not actual potency changes, any of them surprise you? No, we all kind of laughed at it. It was just like, <laughs> you and Yoshi, man, you got together and you just buffed yourselves. To all, to it, all was nice. it was nice. It was nice. <laughs> it was nice while it lasted. It was nice while, while it lasted. <laughs> But so I just laughed at that whole situation. Um, yeah, they probably should have taken just that extra couple week or two to maybe iron some things out. But yeah, I, I think the play rate is not the way to go. They should be looking more about win rates. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm kind of out of my element with PvP. This is the only first game that I've really dived into PvP, so um, I, I still enjoy it. I think Sage needs lots of buffs. I mean, give me all the buffs, please. Give me Black Mage buffs. There we go. Well, I mean, to be fair, though, the post does talk first, Kronos, uh, about win rates. Like, that is, yeah. that's where he goes first, and then talks about job usage rates. So I, I, maybe I'm a little, I'm not understanding why you think they, they might be focused so, on the wrong area. It seems like, based on how I read it, that they're more focused on making everything be played the same amount than they are worried about the power level. Of some things, which in, which is also kind of flawed too, because some people are just gonna play their favorite job. Like, okay, I'm coming from a fighting game thing, right? Like, a lot mm -hmm. of people will pick like whatever the best character is. Like, as soon as it comes out the and the meta. data's there, they're like, okay, reuse the best Street Fighter character. I'm playing Ryu. But you're gonna have those people that are like, I don't like Ryu, dude. I'm playing Blanca. He might be the worst character in the game, but that's my dude, right? And I think that's a thing here too, right? You got these people that are playing PvP, mm -hmm. and they're like, well, I, I like Reaper, right? So I'm going to play Reaper in PvP, obviously, because I really like Reaper. And that 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 doesn't really show how strong the job is, right? Like, I mean, you need you need to look at, like, everything to, in totality instead of just, like, being like, I want all jobs to be played equally. Like, I, I think that's kind of, like, naive. 
personally. There's but, always going to be a meta, especially when, yeah. with competitive PvP. So yeah, and everybody's always going to like find what's good. Like it's just that's just it's going to happen. It's the internet. And They're they did specifically look say that one of the stats they look at is they want all the classes to come in as close to 50% win rate as as possible. And when classes start achieving much higher than 50 is when they start taking these so hmm, step back the approaches. That. But there is... Here's the issue with that, Go ahead. Too, I was just right? going to say, there it, is an issue with that, but go ahead. I don't want to step on you. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt either. But like, why like, I think you need to look at it in totality, right, is because what does win rate do if there's a white mage on both sides? Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, one's one, going to win, one, one's going to lose. One's going to lose, you know? So... <laughs> It's uh, you have to look at it. Fifty percent is fifty percent. Fifty percent of the time it works. One hundred percent of the time. And I don't want to spend any more real time on, on this particular thing. One, it's PvP. Uh, and two, <laughs> get a cigarette. And and two, it, it's not very specific yet. Like we won't see this until we see patch notes. Just for yeah. those of you interested, though. There are, in this discussion, additional changes coming to balance adjustments, particularly in front lines, uh, when it comes to damage taken and damage dealt, and frequency of being able to use the limit breaks. So this wasn't just about, hey, we overpowered Black Mage, we got to roll this back. That was a very small piece of, we have PvP fixes to make across the board, and we're going to start making some more of them in 615. But here's a specific apology for us over-buffing the hell out of Black Mages. <laughs> I, I guess encourage that they're really going after PvP and, and really working on it to, to keep it nah, yeah, a fresh it's a content. Thing. It's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, and Neobari's not wrong. It's like, you know, people actually cared enough to make it vocal on Twitter and, and forums and stuff, and when's the last time that happened for anything PvP-related, so... I guess yeah. a step in the right direction if you're a PvP fan. Speaking of 6.15, we're just a few days away now, five days away. It'll be coming out on the 7th. I'm sure we'll give our initial impressions of some of the content, uh, sparse as it is, but there is some content worth reviewing there when we get to next Thursday's show. So what do we got? Well, first off, I mean, Hildebrand, right? I mean, that's that's the part everybody cares about. The rest of it, it's just all Hildy all the time. I am very happy to see the detective back. It's been far too long. And I'm one of those people that initially did not like Hildebrand. Uh, he grew on me. He grew on me. Like so, a fungus, yep. Yeah, he definitely, like a fungus, <laughs> grew on me. So we're going to get the Hildebrand quest. And all the main site has been updated, too, so that you get some new, new pictures and some new uh, patch stuff. Uh, in there as well if you want to take a look we're going to kick off now these two things we didn't know for sure we knew they were part of the 6.1 series but we didn't know where they'd fit but 6.1 is going to bring us Kronos Omega and Tataru's adventures as well yeah you could kind of assume but yeah I mean they didn't really like and then uh, also the uh, Emilian stuff right and then uh, Beast mm -hmm. Tribe yeah. as well Yep, tribe. The tribal, tribe. tribal quests. Tribal, tribal quests. Tribal. Arcasodara. <laughs> uh, Whatever. Man. What are you guys expecting? They're, not, out, they're people. What are you guys expecting out of like oh, the the Omega stuff? Are you you? What do you think is going to happen along those I, lines? There. I don't know. I don't Maybe know. Maybe some story thread connecting what happens with the dragons and the Omicrons, and then him finally coming here. Maybe. Yeah, we know Only we know the story picks up from where some flight logs are uncovered back on the Ragnarok. 
That's kind of where we're starting. That's where we're starting. But where we go from there, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Custom deliveries to the twins' mommies. Mommy. Yep. Uh, of course, you'll have to be all set for those. I mean, it's not a huge patch, but it, I feel like for a dot one five, there's actually a, a fair amount here uh, that we don't tip. It de- I guess it depends on like how in depth Tataru and Omega is, though, and if it's repeatable or not. Well, yeah, I mean, well, we assume Hildy isn't going to be repeatable, right? Yeah, and that's not going to be. You're I don't tr- think the Omega stuff's going to be. I don't think that is, and I don't think Tataru is either. I, obviously, the tribal quests will be uh, repeatable, as in you have dailies to do. And then the turn-ins, uh, the crafting stuff with uh, the level yays, that'll be repeatable. But that's like traditionally repeatable content. It's not mm-hmm. really anything new coming to the front. I do, I do think it is a little beefy for a, a, a 1-5. Uh, so I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of okay with it, you know. I got a couple different quest line things to go do, and you know if I get a couple hours out of it, cool. It's not like I expect a ton out of my dot one fives anyway, Kronos. Yeah, no, it's it, for like from that content perspective, it's pretty big. You're gonna get like your typical other stuff too, I'm assuming. Like obviously, there's gonna be big PvP changes. I they haven't said it yet, but I assume the season's gonna reset. I believe it's uh, supposed to. Yeah, I'm pretty, yeah. pretty sure it's halfway supposed to. mark. Yeah. So that'll that'll probably come with a lot of people going back in, maybe or maybe not. Maybe. We'll see. Um, like I said last show, you know, the people that have already finished their series, you know, what's the point, you know, of them coming back to do a new season if there's no series rewards to do? So, Niabari uh, says season resets six eighteen. Okay, did they? Okay. So it comes with the travel then, the server trip. Oh, yeah, okay. the, the data center stuff. Uh, 618, sorry, 618. Um, yeah. Okay. So Yoshi P, uh, in, in his interviews, in his travels, this one was actually with the We Are Vanity L site, the, the 20th anniversary stuff of uh, Final Fantasy XI. So he brought up Jobs as they relate to Final Fantasy XIV, gang, specifically like the inspiration Final Fantasy XI has had on fourteen when they create jobs. Okay, that's fine. And I'm sure you could, we, we've talked about that on before. We've talked about like, hey, could Beastmaster and maybe it'd be a limited? Do we really want that? Et cetera, et cetera. But he said something uh, a little unique here that he, he hasn't said before. Uh, and he said at some point... He believes that the team will have no choice but to come up with brand new jobs that haven't appeared in the Final Fantasy series before. Now, going back, he did talk a little bit about feeling like with an expansion, adding jobs is a requirement. And there's a couple different things that I don't know if I necessarily agree with here (laughs) with this assertion. One, is it nice to have new jobs to play? Of course. Uh, Do I think it's a requirement for every expansion? Um, Not if it leads to jobs that feel very, I don't know, a lack of a better term, copy-pasted versions of other jobs with slightly different Flavors. I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. And if you look at the cadence, right, we get, what, two jobs every expansion. And let's say they do hold their end of the bargain up and continue Final Fantasy XIV for 10 years. 
that's going to be five expansions. So let's say they add two. That's going to be 10 jobs. On that cadence, two per expansion, do you really have to break out of the mold of creating new jobs that haven't existed in Final Fantasy? With the caveat that Yoshi P did say, it's not just about creating a job that may have existed in Final Fantasy, but it's about giving that job the unique flavor of that job from previous Final Fantasies in 14. And as we've seen with Black uh, Blue Mage and, and Thoughts on Beastmaster, maybe that just doesn't work and limits the pool of jobs they can pull from to this point where he feels they're going to have to create new jobs at some point, Tark. I, I kind of got a, a big, well, no duh, and then they're going to have to, I mean, the pool's going to have to run out at some point. There's going to have to be something that they create themselves, just like they create primals, just specifically for 14. Why can't they make jobs for 14 that are unique to them? So I, I just got a big, okay, yeah, I kind of expected that. See, I don't have a problem with them doing it. I, I don't have a problem, have with, a problem with them doing it at all. Great. Give me a new job to mess around with. But the idea that you're going to have to, I think, is a bit <laughs> a bit forward-looking and a bit, like a bit, optim road, yeah, a bit optimistically forward-looking, Kronos. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think this is a bunch of bull, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I mean, look at Sage. Sage is a classic job. That thing does nothing like what it does in any Final Fantasy game. They can do that. It doesn't matter. As long as the job's fun, it doesn't matter. I think they're more worried about the expectation that people have, like you said, of like classic jobs. And, like, I guess Sage isn't more of, like, a blood one, but, like, Red Mage, right? Some people are like, well, well, I want my Red Mage to heal more. And it's like, well, that doesn't really work in Final Fantasy because then it would be super unbalanced, you know? Like, mm -hmm. so kind of that's kind of like we get the version of Red Mage that we have. Um, which, not, it's not that Vercure is bad. It's just, you know, it's not like... I a, think their, like their, a, their bubble is broken. It's busted. Uh, Magic <laughs> Berry is pretty good, yeah. Um, Do you feel like they like, have to put new jobs in to expansions, I, whether it be one, two, three, wh whatever? I think, no, no restriction on the number of them. But uh, do you think at least one new job is required uh, for every expansion? Yes. I think they've set the precedent. Yeah, that like if they don't, a lot of people would be disappointed. Personally, me, I'd rather they pay more attention to what we have existing because there's some problems with what we already have. Um, but I understand that for some people coming to a new expansion, they want to just play the new job. Uh, they don't really care. You know, they just want to see something new and flashy. It's a selling point for an expansion. They got the yeah. new job. Look at this shiny yeah. over here. Yeah, it no, would be like a no doubt it's a it's a selling point. No doubt it's a draw for, you know, hey, let's bring back some returning players. Let's give new players something to do. But if if it starts to become I don't want them to have in this in this mind space, right? This we have to create two new jobs every expansion. And then one of these expansions end up with a job that is just like a slightly diluted dragoon, right? Or a slightly diluted white mage. I would rather the mentality not be so focused on, do, do I want jobs every expansion? Absolutely. 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 Do I want them there because, like I've said about PvP in the past, they meet a checkbox? No. I don't want them like, here's our expansion, New dungeons, check. New zones, check. Two new jobs. Hey, what are we what are we doing for the next one, guys? What are the two new jobs? 
Well, I mean, we got this one really, really good job in this one that's kind of just a ripoff of a red mage in a slightly different variant. Uh, sure, let's push both of them. I, I would rather the focus be on if we want to put jobs in the expansion, don't put a number on it, first off. If you get to one, mm -hmm. great. If you get to three, great. Uh, and, and have them actually different than other jobs because honestly there are a couple jobs already in the game chronos that feel very very similar to other jobs in the game i i don't i, I hear what you're saying but i think they do all these things by design like i think we we, we joke about the checkbox thing but they already do that with oh, everything. oh absolutely i'm it's not a joke it's why they're it's why they're so predictable and in some ways it's it's a good thing in some ways it's a bad thing uh like yeah like two jobs is basically already become a checkbox and even further than that they have to like keep the jobs even right so like you know next expansion it's probably going to be like caster and a scouting job like you could probably already make that prediction i'm not saying that's like 100 but that's a good guess um so it's like they already kind of do it i do think eventually they're going to go to just one job probably because maybe not this expansion but maybe I the following they one. have to yeah. because you end up in this cadence of development where you yeah. spend so much time, an increasing amount of time, by the way, every expansion, rebalancing everything. Yep. Rebalancing yep. everything. Not just your two new jobs, but everything you had before it. And now here's two more, so you have to rebalance them and everything you have had before it, which includes the two new jobs you added last time. I, I don't know if you can keep up that cadence uh, without... A, expanding the size of your team periodically, which maybe they're willing to do. Uh, B, change your development schedule around to accommodate more and more time for those those balance sweeps that we're like seeing in the dot ones all the way through now. Uh, do I love two jobs? Yeah. Do I want them to go away from it? No, absolutely not. But I would I would just rather, you know, kind of looking at it from a software engineering standpoint and not a fan standpoint, I don't know how sustainable it is 10 years mm -hmm. down the road when the it's game is not. 20 years old. It's not. I mean, just think about, like, the, the job action trailer is already, what, like, 20 minutes long? Yeah. So, like, so, like just imagine... Of play. <laughs> yeah, if there's 10 more jobs in 10 years, that's uh, that's 30 jobs. County Blue Mage, so let's say 29. Uh, so your job action trailer is going to be, like, an hour. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. <laughs> it's a call. I promise if they ever go one job, the perception of the game will be on Star Trek Online Lotro levels, B or C tier game. I think you're out of your mind. I, I, I think, no, I think I, you're I, way wrong on that one. Uh, do I think there is absolutely a perception issue if you go from two jobs to none? Yes. If you go from yes. two to one, is there one? Yeah, but mm. I don't think it's anywhere near the levels of all of a sudden you're a dying game. No, I don't, I don't think so at all. I don't think so at all. But it does become unsustainable uh, at a certain yeah. level, at a certain level, without increasing funds, and increasing resources, which right now they're perfectly willing to do because the game is scraping well, in money. No yeah, it's scraping in money hand over fists. Will it be five years from now and Square's willing to throw as much money as needed at it? I don't know. Will it be 10 years from now? You know, no. The, the game is going to degrade over time naturally to the point that Square is not going to be willing to throw the resources into it that they are certainly willing to throw at it now. At some I mean, point, you have to reevaluate all of your development plans, whether it's jobs or, or dungeons or savage raids or whatever. 
Yeah, just like uh, to piggyback on that too, like the most played jobs aren't even really the new jobs, funny enough. They're like the classic stuff. Mm-hmm. Like White Mage is like by far and away the most popular job in the game, and then it's like Black Mage. Um, and it gets different when you get to like in-game stuff, but like just in general, like more people play the classic stuff than they play the newer stuff. That's just how it is. We'll see. I do like the idea of jobs that aren't in other Final Fantasies. But I, I just don't I don't agree with the assertion that we're gonna have to at some point. Uh, I, I think it's a bit just, optimistic. <laughs> you can just name it. I'm just saying, Sage is a prime example. Just call it a green mage right. and do whatever the hell you want with it, <laughs> right. and like still a green mage name. Hey, the Twitter account finally hit 500,000 followers. Congrats to the Sweet. Final Fantasy 14 uh, Twitter account. And check this out. I don't know if you saw this. Let me pull up the uh, the picture here. That is Yoshi P. NGC, a Japanese streaming studio that streams uh, different table, uh, Final Fantasy XIV tabletop game, kind of kind of like a very Dungeons and Dragons esque type thing, except set in Eorzea and all that fun stuff. They invited Yoshi P. Uh, to play, and he ended up so immersed that he played until four in the morning. <laughs> also, there was Al, uh, Alphano's voice actor, Shinosuke Tak Takibana. Uh, and then we've got some translated highlights. So uh, thank you so much to uh, Kageyama Satsuki for these translations. Uh, they're over on their Twitter if you want to see more. But he, uh, Yoshi P was apparently predictably playing a Gil-obsessed black mage. Uh, who continuously, like, along the entire path was just like, well, how much gill you got if anybody needed <laughs> help? Uh, so, yeah, he got sucked in and ended up playing until 4 in the morning. 4 in the morning. So there you go. A little tabletop RPG action in Eorzea sucked Yoshi P in. See? It's addictive. You know what the bag's under eyes? That might be his normal bedtime. Yeah, maybe, maybe. He was so hyped up on coffee and nicotine, he couldn't go to bed. <laughs> he couldn't go to sleep. Uh, too funny. Uh, so let's slide over now and talk about some other Square Enix news. And like we talked about at the top of the show, obviously big news today as Sony's State of Play reveals from Square Enix a new trailer for Final Fantasy 16. Final Fantasy 16. Now, we were going to talk about 16 regardless today because there was an article put up on uh, RPG site uh, by Alex Donaldson that I thought was really worth getting some opinions on. And as it turns out, seeing this trailer... It might provoke more opinions on uh, Mr. Donaldson's article. But first, let's talk about the trailer itself. We've got the trailer. We've got a release window, summer 2023. Uh, so next year, Forspoken, not going to be delayed because of this, but who knows if it'll get delayed again anyway. I think it will. Tark thinks it will not. Kronos, do you have an opinion? I think it's probably going to get delayed. I just assume everything gets delayed in this day and age. So, <laughs> the ultimate pessimist. What'd you think of the trailer, Kronos? We'll start with you. Just your gut reaction. Again, this just happened within the last hour. We've had a chance to watch it maybe half a dozen times each and prep for the show. So, we'll probably revisit this next week on just like the more minute analysis like we did on the last one. Uh, but your gut reaction, your initial thoughts so far. Yeah, so I watched it a bunch, as much as I could, at least, before the show. Um, 
I thought I'd be more hype, I think. It's really where I'm at. It's weird. Like, I'm excited for it. I am. I just thought I'd be more excited, I guess. <laughs> and I think the article in particular, maybe kind of like, is a reason why. Like, that that reason. is. I just watch it, and I'm just like, man, it's... It, I just look at it, and it's hard for me not to see Devil May Cry, honestly. Well, and we've talked about um, that before, too. We, we've yeah. talked about that before because um, uh, Ryota Suzuki left Capcom, went to Square Enix, was working on unknown projects at the time. That was the combat design lead or the design lead on Devil May Cry 5. When we saw yeah. the first trailer, we speculated that, hey, this might be the game he's working on. This does kind of look like Devil May Cry-ish combat and i think this trailer just solidifies it uh as far as as, as far as what's going on there yeah because it looks like the summons are almost just like weapons in a way well like, uh, i know. mean it, yeah, the like... trailer was enough uh but on the playstation yeah. blog combat design is ryota suzuki it is yeah. confirmed it now. is him yeah yeah, the development staff was introduced, like, eight positions of them. Like, localization, of course, is Koji Fox and Yoshi P's producer and stuff like that. And uh, Hiroshi, uh, Hiroshi Takai is directing. But uh, Suzuki is the combat designer, so we were right on that one. And it doesn't take a genius to see that watching this trailer. Yeah. The, the HUD's kind of weird to me, too, a little bit. And that could just be, like, not finished anyways. Um I feel like there's just floating text for the sake of being floating text to be like, oh, Final Fantasy. That, like, that gave me a reminder of the kind of a, the aesthetic of Final Fantasy 13, a little bit of a futuristic kind of. Mm. Yeah, you did have it. a couple views of different things. Obviously, we saw a ton of summons uh, mm -hmm. in the in this. We saw a ton of them. I forget what do they what do they call them? Eidolons in this one? Icons. 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 It, just pick a name, guys. Uh, they we saw a ton of them. Shiva, Freed, Ra—they're all flashed at the end. Their names and everything. But in addition to like the sparse HUD and some combat gameplay, we did see what kind of looked like—I uh, mean, Capcom had showed off Street Fighter Six earlier in the state of play, and then we got yeah. our own like Tarkov. We got our own Street Fighter Six with some summons just you know, blasting into each other with their own little health bars across the top of the screen, a la Street Fighter. <laughs> Taking off each other's limbs. That was pretty dope. I actually kind of like that little fighting boss battle aesthetic one on one on the summons. So it's not just us versus summons. So that was pretty cool. I liked it. So uh, to go back to Alex Donaldson's piece, the, pr the premise of the piece was asking the question, does it really matter if Final Fantasy 16 doesn't have a traditional party system? As in, you control multiple NPCs. Not saying turn-based but saying a party system as in controlling multiple people. Uh, and, and Alex, you know, describes basically the stuff that we've been talking about prior and some stuff that we see from the trailer today. Who's the combat design? What does that kind of tell us? What did the first trailer tell us? Alex didn't have the benefit of this trailer, which really kind of, I, I think, cemented in my mind that this is a single-player RPG. Like, you, this is not a party-based thing. Single, single protagonist yeah, RPG, yeah yeah this is not even like a final fantasy 15 where you have your ai compatriots with you or some of the previous final fantasies with like the gambit systems and stuff like that uh no this looks like go clive go you know tarkin mm -hmm. it's the, and that's it are you okay with that and as a sub question are you okay with it being 
a Final Fantasy mainline numbered series adopting a what looks to be a non-party formula. Um, so this is pretty raw reactions. Like I'm okay with it, but I feel it's going to be missing something because a lot of that inter-party banter and relationships bouncing well, off I each mean, other. I mean, you're still likely to have that, right? Like interaction with NPCs, <sighs> common characters, like yeah. Clive's protect he's protecting, you know, you're certainly going to interact, but from everything we've seen so far, it's not like, you know, you may be swapping between characters here and there. It doesn't appear to be that at least yet. Yeah, I, and again, I'm okay with combat being like that, but I'm like outside of combat, I think we're going to be missing some inter-party relationships that we're grown accustomed to through 15 mainline entries. Um, so I'm okay with it, but I think it's just at the end of the day, there might be something missing like from the core of its story. Chrono, some of the ones that lately final fantasy 15, I've already mentioned. Yes, it was, you played Noctis, but there was still a party involved. Then we see Final Fantasy Origin Stranger of Paradise where you are Jack, but yes, there is still a party and you can mildly do some things uh, with control of you know, the type of characters your party will be, if not giving them directions in particular. What do you think? Do you, are you, would you have rather something like this been an offshoot in the Final Fantasy world? and Or are you like that purist that is like, my mainline series need to be party-based? Like, where do you fall when you look at this? I don't... I'm I'm kind of like with Tark in a way. I'm okay with it. Like, I'm not going to like not buy it because of that. But I'm not like really happy about it, I guess. Like, I could be sold on it. Like maybe after I play it, I'll feel differently. But I think like just touch on like the <laughs> maybe after I play it, I'll feel different. I could be sold on it. I'll tell you what, I'll buy it and play it and let I, you know if I, I mean, feel differently. <laughs> look, I don't, I don't sucker when I see one, and I'm damn sure a sucker. Okay, it's, I'm not fronting on that. Uh, but like, I don't know. I just I like the if you look at 15, like even though you, when you before they updated it and you couldn't play and you only played as Noctis, the best part of that game was the party. Like even though you couldn't play as them. The best part of the game was just like traversing and listening to like banter and like getting like ha like the story of like the boys or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Um, and it feels like to me like this. I mean, probably pre time skip because obviously there's gonna be a time skip in this game. Uh, maybe you'll get more interaction with other stuff, but then post time skip, it looks like you're just gonna be playing like some kind of loner emo badass. And like I don't really know how much he's gonna really interact with people outside of punching them. So I mean, we'll see. I, I don't know. There and then like the. Go ahead. No, I was just saying. Newest girl in chat says, "I love DMC style games, so this doesn't bother I me love at all." DM I do I love too. DMC too. Oh, but like, doesn't bother me. Like it's, when it's I want to go play DMC, I go play DMC. When I want to play yeah, Final Fantasy, thing. I play that's Final Fantasy. Like yeah. there's specific things that I look for in both of those games. Will this one be different for me in that regard? Yeah, but Final Final, like I said, Final Fantasy. I mean, really, from what ten? I'm not ten. Uh, twelve on. Like, the whole idea of a party has been pretty loose anyway, right? Sure. When you had the Gambit systems and, and sure. in 13, so, like, that story went all the way through, and then you were just lightning at the end. Then 15 kind of sets you up with just being Noctis, and, yeah, these other bros are there, and you can do a little bit of stuff with them. But, I mean, it's all we've kind of worked our way down to this. I, but that does leave us back with a question we asked a long time ago on this show is... 
is Square ever going to do turn-based RPGs oh, no. for no, mainline consoles? No, that's you know, not. Absolutely, or are they or are they done and they're relegating that to you know um, Bravely Default and, and and the sequels and and offshoot games like that for handhelds and Switch niche games? Yeah, that makes me sad. So, so like, the, I guess I, I I agree with where you're like you're coming from. Like when you when you make that like assessment. But the party still existed, and the characters are still there, and development and story still happened around. No doubt, the yeah. To Tark's and like, point, that stuff still happened, even if you couldn't say fight, defend, steal, yeah. whatever. And you look back at like twelve, and you can look at twelve, and you can have that conversation of like, "Well, what's your favorite character?" Right? Yeah. That it's not the main character for most people. Um, and even <laughs> Bosh, like thirteen, the where like, <laughs> like uh, thirteen, where you could only really play as your lead character. Like you still had like character development, even if you hate the game. Um, and 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 fifteen had that too. Even though you only played as Noctis, like I mean, it's, I I, I liked Ignis. I thought Ignis was a really cool character. He's probably my favorite mm -hmm. character in the game, even though you couldn't play as until later. Um, so I, I'm gonna kind of be missing that because now basically your favorite character, your favorite protagonist, is forced to be Clive. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that's it. And we talked about on this is on Neobari saying it in chat. We said it on last week's show. We kind of looked at maybe Dragon Quest carrying that party. Uh, play, but then we saw, you know, uh, or we're given information on Dragon Quest 12 being more action oriented. So, like, we were like, okay, well, then there, there goes the idea of Dragon Quest carrying the <laughs> the turn based battles, uh, party stuff on. <sighs> I, I'm sure that I'm going to enjoy aspects of this game. It's gonna sell get like gangbusters. Not only is it a mainline Final Fantasy, but you've got Naoki Yoshida behind it. I mean, that's that's gonna move millions of copies, whether it's good or not, for for better or for worse, right? If it's not good, that's it's still going to sell well. Unfortunately, um, am I looking forward to it? Yes, absolutely. Um, am I a little bit tempered on it? Maybe, maybe. Uh, but I do, there is still that, like, that kid in me heart, Tark, that is like, man, could I have a sweet-ass looking turn-based RPG in my Final Fantasy at some point? Like, give me that. Yes, you can. My turn-based turn sweet-ass RPG always has to be these remakes of ones I've bludgeoned to death <laughs> hundreds of times. You think 9 Remake has to, not, has to be turn-based? Because I sure don't. <laughs> oh, I think God. it's going to be. Well, we'll see, I guess. Have you, have you played 7 Remake? Let me introduce yes. you. Right. Um, I mean, technically, that's Release window. I mean, summer. Uh, action uh, turn-based. Yeah. Uh, summer of 2023. Anybody surprised? Is it earlier, uh, later than you thought? My tweet was, dope trailer, but the release date gave me a big homer. Don't! Oh! Why? Because it's over a year away. I want it. I want it sooner. Yoshi P in the PlayStation blog says uh, you could play it from start to finish right now. He said you could play it from start to finish, but obviously they like, still have a lot to do with optimization, polish, beta testing, bug testing, that type of thing. But as far as the narrative gameplay, you can start and work and go through the entire thing right now. Uh, that I seems like kinda, a lot of time to. I'm kind of not surprised by polish. it. I would have been surprised had Forspoken been delayed. For Final Fantasy 16. While I think it would have made sense, and I said as much on last week's show, absolutely, if you can do it, it honestly would have surprised me that 16 was in that much uh, shape. I kind of thought, though, Tark, like first quarter-ish, like a February-March release. I am a little yeah, surprised fair. that it's slipping to, to summer. 
a little surprised by that. I am too. And unfortunately, I mean, for those of you, you know, that want to get your hands on this, you better get a PlayStation 5 between now and then because that's all it's going to be on initially. Oh, is that confirmed? Uh, that was At confirmed first. back when we saw the first trailer yeah. that it was PlayStation uh, 5, footage captured from PlayStation 5, and then they said uh, won't be available on any other uh, platforms until a limited time after release on the PlayStation 5. So this isn't even going to have a PlayStation okay. 4 release, at least initially, Good. if ever. Um, yeah, what was the exact quote here? Let me find it. Uh, the following content is captured on the PC emulating the PS5 experience. The, the next entry in the Final Fantasy Saga will not be available uh, on other platforms for a limited time after release on the PlayStation 5. So will we eventually see a PC? It, probably, like you know, like probably. we did with Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 1 a year, a year and a half later, see it on PC. Could we see it at X on Xbox at some point? Sure, why not? I, I doubt it coming out summer of next year that they're then going to go back and port a PS4 version of it. I, I don't think that would happen, but it's not impossible, I guess. Uh, but initially, got to get a PS5. So, yeah. I'm good to go. I did like all of the all of the uh summons fighting it did look pretty that was awesome cool. the hud is looking pretty sparse though chronos looking pretty sparse. i'm not a, I'm not a big fan also like if, when they're fighting with the health bars it's ifrit every time i think that says a lot too just that's uh, i don't think it was no no, no, no. the health bars the health bars always have ifrit no one said phoenix on the left are you sure yep yeah, okay, I, I mean, I I'm can't fast sure, forward yeah, this, but we're gonna we'll let it play. I'm pretty sure Clive is Ifrit. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah sure. I'm kind of kind of leaning towards that being yeah. a thing. Oh, yeah, and it yeah. looks well, like that was kind of teased I mean, in the first one. And it looks like the dominant thing is basically just Naruto. So like, yeah, newest girl confirming that that I'm right. Yeah, it was Phoenix versus Icon of Fire in one of okay. the one well, of the sequences. Well, maybe. Well, the Icon of Fire is is Ifrit though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Right. What, what, so, what do you got on your, your lap there, uh, Tark? Oh, just a, just a little. Right. Uh, no, no, no. I I agree, Kronos. But the the if we're presuming that the left hand side of the screen is the player controlled character, you were not Ifrit every time. Yeah. I, all I'm saying is I, I I would bet that if you're playing as Phoenix, you're playing as Joshua in that scenario. Oh I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure yeah. That's, that sounds fair. Yeah, and we kind yeah. of thought um, that after the uh, based on the first trailer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Out so. of the ones that were shown, what is your favorite? What's your favorite summon that you saw? Shiva looked badass. I thought she pushed her up a bit. Yeah, Shiva looked really cool, really cool. I like Garuda. Yeah. I think Garuda looked. I mean, Odin awesome. looked pretty, pretty, was, pretty badass too. Yeah. It was either Odin or Bahamut for me. I think. I don't know. I, I love the design of Bahamut, but I, to me, it was kind of like okay, so they just used Final Fantasy XIV's Bahamut. It was really just like yoink. <laughs> they also used Final Fantasy XIV's Limit Break Bar. It's like that's just there on the hood. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> if, if it's not broken, why fix it? That's true. That is true. Uh, all right. On to more. Oh, by the way, remember Square Enix will be part of the uh, Summer Games Showcase uh, coming up early June here, actually in like a little over a week. Uh, in addition to a bunch of other partners, Square Enix will be there. So we, of course, will keep you posted on any news coming out of Summer Games on subsequent shows. And we do want to give our congratulations and well wishes to uh, Shinji Hashimoto, 
retiring from Square Enix. Had been the brand manager for Final Fantasy at one point, oversees a bunch of businesses, uh, business decisions as far as marketing it. Has been either the producer or executive producer on pretty much every Final Fantasy installment since the original Final Fantasy VII. Tuesday, today, May 31st, I will be retiring. I would like to thank everyone in various fields for their support during my tenure. From now on, I would like to support you as a Square Enix fan. Thank you very much. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're going to retire, the 35th anniversary is definitely a good time to do it, right? <laughs> it's definitely a good time to, to walk away. So well wishes from all of us here at uh, Ready Check Radio. Here's an, retirement. Here's an odd one for you, gentlemen. Final Fantasy X, the old Blitzball game, right? Yeah. Controversial as it may be, well-loved, well-despised as it may be, depending on who you talk to. <laughs> it's, it's now part of Star Wars canon. And what? I'm sure that's a sentence you did not expect me to say. So uh, credit to Games Radar, uh, Mike Chen noticed a, a series of Easter eggs from the novel, one of the Star Wars novels, Star Wars Brotherhood, focuses on Anakin and Obi-Wan during the Clone Wars. Uh, noticed this reference here. It says there's a reference to a sport called Blitzball played in a local lake. Blitzball is basically underwater hockey played as a mini game in Final Fantasy X as a former NHL writer. I freaking loved Blitzball and spent hours winning leagues. That's Mike Chen confirming that it's not a coincidence and it comes straight mm. from Final Fantasy. So now we we technically have Blitzball as Star Wars canon, which as a fan of both, I'm all here for. I think I'm all here yeah. for. And we're going to have Star Wars and Kingdom Hearts, right? It's uh, Kingdom Hearts 4. Yeah. Oh, so. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. A little more crossover there. Not not a not a uh, canon dump that I would have expected, Kronos. Not just like, well, sure oh, yeah, people play Blitzball in this lake over here. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be su super relevant to the Kenobi series. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it will see Blitzball in uh, Jedi Survivor. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was kind of neat. Uh, and, you know, I got to wonder, though, like, did it just sneak under the editor? Like, because if it's a pretty blatant, like, if you use the name Blitzball, like, I'm sure an editor would be like, uh, do we have to talk to Square Enix and make sure it's okay to use that term? Like, do we have to get permission? Or if it just, like, flew under the radar? Like, they probably didn't know. Probably, yeah, they probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to confirm that after it's published. <laughs> Blitzball is all it took for Neobar not to be a Star Wars fan, huh? <laughs> That's all it took? Boy, the Rise of Skywalker didn't boy, do it for yeah. you? <laughs> Don't watch the sequels then. Uh, <laughs> Babylon's Fall Season 2 now underway. Just started two days ago. i you know, letting both of you know. Uh, okay. this, yeah. this is All the season it. that's extended to the end of November, though, gang, while they kind of reevaluate the future roadmap the for the game, which I think is a nice way of saying we're going to close this thing at some point here pretty soon. So, I mean, updates are updates, right? True. True. Sure. Did either of you ever go back and touch this? Did either of you ever go back and touch it? No. No, I haven't yet. No. 
I'm I'm never gonna touch this thing again. There's no way. If it was ten dollars, I might pick it up to try it out. But here's the here's the amazing part know. to me. You can still uh, download the demo. Like I thought they would have balanced Wonderworlded the shit out of that demo <laughs> and just like <laughs> made it disappear real quick. But what demo? Uh, there was never a demo. No. Yeah. It is on sale, actually, Tark. It's oh. it's on sale for the low price of thirty eight ninety nine on yeah. Steam. If anybody wants to buy it, you can just uh, PayPal me thirty five ninety nine, <laughs> and then uh, I'll send you something maybe worth thirty bucks. <laughs> the last time I played it was when I finished the first look over on MMO Bomb. So, yeah. I tried the beta, and that was enough to be like, I'm going to, yeah, hold off on that. Yeah. We are getting another remake, though. Square Enix confirming Romancing Saga Minstrel Song Remastered <sighs> is coming out this winter. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to play this on the original PS2, uh, and I don't know if either of you you did, uh, I I did. It It's a little weird. Um this certainly looks better, the trailer you're watching, but it still looks goofy, and that's kind of by design. The characters had a, a very unique, like, style to them that you either, like, thought was adorable or you, you kind of hated right away. Um, yeah, it really wasn't one of the better Romancing Saga games back on PS2, so hopefully there'll be a... A little bit of changes here. It's going to be on the PlayStation 5, the PlayStation 4, Switch, PC, and iOS and Android devices this winter. I have a Romancing Saga on PS2, but I don't know if it's the same game or not. Uh, well, there's so. multiple. So, yeah, you, you, I think you would remember if you played Minstrel Song. Okay. I think you would remember. I think you would remember. It, wasn't, it doesn't look familiar. But, it wasn't yeah. that great, but... It looks kind of cool. Yeah, Takal's kind of right. Like, like the, hey, if you're looking for turn-based stuff, this this is going to be there it. There you go. So. <laughs> Your remakes and, and niche products. There you go. Let's slide over, gentlemen, and do love it or leave it. If you're new around these parts, welcome. Love it or leave it is the way we we end every episode of The Relic Grind. It's where I give you something Square Enix related. Could be a feature in a game, a game itself, a press release, a decision Square's made. Doesn't matter. And you tell me whether you love it, want more of it, or leave it. Today, sticking with what we've been talking about, a mainline numbered Final Fantasy title that is essentially a single-player game, no party, just you and your hero I'm making you no fence sitting like we some of you were talking about earlier where you I'm okay with it. No, love it or leave it. What do you got, Tark? Uh if it's one or the other, no fence sitting, I guess I have to go leave it. I'm just so ingrained in having a party and having that banter. And I said previously that I feel that that's probably gonna be missing from the kind of the heart and soul of a Final Fantasy game. So while I'm okay with the combat being single player, I'll have to leave it uh Story purposes. So I have, I have a question. Oh. Does, 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 does like does fifteen like fall under this? No, 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 no. no. Fifteen would still count because there is a party, even if okay, you're not right, giving right. them actual then, yeah, commands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Def definitely leave it. Yeah, it's for sure leave it because like I could get behind it if the NPCs are like there and like you have the banter and it's interesting because like even Final Fantasy fourteen has realized. 
that it's like a good thing to like look at like that's why we like characters like Ishtola and Thancred. That's why we have like, the Scions. They're, yeah. they're, they're they're party members. That's what they are. You know, I mean, they even have the trust system of the game. Like, yep. I mean, that's you know, I, I, to me, that's just part of it, and I'm kind of sad. Like, I really hope that the NPCs in 16 end up being very interesting because maybe that'll like make me feel different. But as of right now, I'm gonna say leave it. Kyle saying, uh, leave it. That's not what Final Fantasy is. The newest girl saying, love it. Give me different takes on Final Fantasy. And while I can agree with the new girl here as far as like, yeah, I, I want different takes on Final Fantasy, I kind of want that in my sidebar games. My 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 mainline series, I want party-based. I want this. Am I going to like 16? Probably. Am I going to buy it? Definitely. Am I going to enjoy it? Like I said, probably. But... There is that when I play a Final Fantasy game, I got this party and he loves her, she loves her, he doesn't know what to do with him, like these two don't like each other but they got to work together. Like I feel like a lot of narrative potential is missing and narrative is a huge reason I dive into Final Fantasy. Parties help facilitate that. I'm going to leave it even though I'm I'm willing to check stuff out. Uh, I'm going to leave it. So, wow, clean sweep of the board, all three of us, all three of us with the leave it. Chat, don't go anywhere. Fresh from MomoCon, she is back, the one and the only Faye Death. How are you, Faye? Hey, hey, I'm doing pretty well, and I have a very special announcement at the beginning of our stream, so do not miss do not miss. I don't even know what the announcement is, gang. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. You have to stick around. What are you playing today? Uh, back to the Wonderlands, because I need a little pew-pew in my life, but, which you'll understand after the announcement. <laughs> don't we all? Don't we all? So don't go anywhere, chat. Faye coming up in Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. We, of course, will be doing the Always Online podcast tomorrow over at MMO Bomb, 1 o'clock East. Or, excuse me. Ooh. Gaming Gumbo on Saturday in the evening here. Uh, so don't miss any of that. And then we'll be back next Thursday for another episode of The Relic Grind. Until then, Kronos, where can everybody find you? Uh, yeah, same as always, Twitter. I'm sure I'm going to find something new to complain about with all the stuff that just got announced. So I'm probably going to go look at some Street Fighter Six stuff after this and probably be upset, but we'll see. Yeah, that was a weird trailer. Tark. Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, all at Tarkov Gaming. Come watch me uh, hopefully kill some dragons. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there uh, at MagicMan1, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio, so you'll know every time we go live with a podcast or I stream or one of our volunteer streamers who I love very much is on camera. Until next time, stay safe, gang. We'll see you on the servers. Later. Five is all you need.